Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. That was really nice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast. We've got more guests again today. Mm-hmm. I say guests with an S again. Two guests sat in front of us. Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Munger and Johnny Herbert. Let's go! This is huge. And we've got a couple of people in the audience. We've got an audience. We better better start positive. Lift the lid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Context. (laughs) Boys, how are we doing today? Doing good. good. Yeah, doing well. Doing pretty okay. We've had a good day. What happened at Williams? What were you just talking about? We were uh, filming uh, a first guest on our podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah so we haven't had any guests on our podcast yet, so... Yeah, what's the, what's the yeah. podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Their podcast so, is so called Lift the Lid. So we sort of went basically sort of around the old sort of the old cars that they've sort of got there in their little museum, and then we had a little chat with James Fowles, which yeah. was lovely. Okay. So it was really nice. Yeah, it was really good. So it's the first time we've had a... How did you find had it? a guest. Do you know what? Me and Johnny have kind of got used to it just being us two, haven't we? But yes. it was nice to throw someone in the mix and to have a yeah, proper chat. James was good, chat. actually. It was a yeah, good, he was, was on good form. So it was it's... nice to find out about what, everything that's going on with Williams, really, because yeah. it's a big team, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How really? often do you see each other in person? Not that often, do we? Thankfully. That's not what he says off camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he misses me. You're Good night, very, text you're and all. Very sensitive. Yeah. So, very did, did, did you find it weird relation. doing it? Do you find it weird doing pods in person compared to like? We virtual? prefer it, I think. Yeah, definitely so. Yeah, it's surprising. It, it's not that bad when we do it, sort of you know, hundred miles away from each other. Yeah, as, as we are thereabouts. Mm. But it's nice to do it, yeah, together because I think it's sort of it's much more natural. Isn't it? Yeah, it flows better. Yeah. Let's get into that. Why? Why? Why has this setup happened? Why are you two together? What's the relationship? How did it come about? So, it, to be fair, it started because I had a big old shunt. <laughs> did you? Put, yeah, just a little one, mate. Uh, oh, right. No, I know you've had a crash as well. But yeah, it wasn't as yeah. big as yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we had, I had a crash when I was 17, racing in F4, lost both my legs. And Johnny was one of the first people to come down to the hospital and see me whilst I was still in hospital because he'd had a big crash before. Yeah. And you said... Didn't you? That you thought it was important to come. Well, in. I knew how important it was when I had all my mates who were racing, mm-hmm. as in Damon Hill and Perry McCarthy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. So I knew how important it was to have that backup and support. Yeah, and which that's was lovely. Why I made that effort because I, I knew how bad it was. Yeah. So, so I just for me, I'd never met that. Johnny before Max no. and Eva, so he was like a complete stranger. But someone, you know, XF1 driver, someone I looked up to. Wow. And then next thing you know, he's at the end of my hospital bed, sort of like, yeah, yeah introducing himself, meeting the family, kind of yeah, saying hello. Nice. I'm glad I did it. It was really good. Yeah. That body. And we just kind of stayed in touch off the back of that, really. Yeah. So that was our first introduction. So that was what a f- four or five years ago, was it? Or? Yeah, back in 2017. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, about six years ago. Five, Time flies. Flying by. So it's been nice with the relationship, and of course, then he's been doing his Channel 4 as well. Yeah, so we'd see each other around the paddock, Johnny with Sky, me and Channel 4. Yeah, Yeah. so so it's good from that that point of view. So when we've been through a similar situation through through our racing. Yeah, I think we can just relate to to coming back from injuries and stuff like that. So we just bonded over that sort of stuff. Yeah, Yeah. Definitely want to get into that. But there's also really good banter between you guys, which I really like. (laughs) So you were saying about, we obviously have a fastest lap leaderboard here and you're both on it. Mm. So you've been eyeing it up the whole time. You went on the sim today already? We have. Pardon? You went on the sim today already? Yeah, we Uh, did. I don't want to say. Oh, yes, you do. That's a lie. We went on Get the simulators at Williams. It was no one was trying, were they, Johnny? Come on. We weren't trying. Are you trying? 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we also yes. went on the yes. 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 We did. I was trying as hard as I could. I was, <laughs> me and Faz entered that professional like esports race day. There, they got us in. We've never used it before, and it's got commentary over it. And all it is, oh, it's Fabs again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was all live stream. Twenty other people, and some of them were actually proper esports, yeah, pro they were. esports the drivers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. And then there's us two idiots. Yeah. <laughs> They're good, funny. aren't they? They yeah, are they good. very are good. Ridiculously good. It's yes. a different kettle of fish. I it's think total, we want to yeah. get an esports driver probably on the pod at some point. Just to just go top. Yeah, they're just yeah, gonna just don't probably put, go just take top. the pedals off. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of unhappy <laughs> well actual racing yeah. drivers. Yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> if you've got an F one driver that's not top, they're gonna have they're gonna have the hump. Although that might get more F one drivers that's to come true. on your podcast. Maybe mm. that's the incentive. That's what, that's, that's what we want. What's that? A a non. Yeah, we're not an F one driver. No, 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 no. I just don't want to be bottom anymore, sir. You know, well, is I that why you got us I here? Am at the moment. <laughs> I, am. I don't want to be bottom anymore, so I brought these two along. <laughs> For fuck's sake! <laughs> well, especially Johnny. To be honest, well, I'm bottom at the moment. I yeah, see. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I yeah we arranged like them. In, I like that for you, boys. Them in, I like arranged them in order. specific order. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, no, we're, we're excited for that, man. It's a, it's, it's a big well, part of the pod that we I love hope doing. You don't mind. And I think Billy Willie agree. Mm-hmm. We won't leave until we're at the top. We could be here for days. Yeah. <laughs> a few people have said I'll that. Clear my yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, fellas, let's go back to the beginning. I, 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 it's, it's weird having two people on because normally you can really dive into just one person's yeah, yeah. like history and how they started. But I mean, Johnny, let's start with you. What um, <laughs> what was it like? Kind of, you know, you, I speak to people and you, there's the karting. And then they, you know, go through the European leagues and stuff. And yeah. then it's like F4, F3, F2. Was it the same back yeah. when you were doing it? Pretty much. Yeah. Karting when I was 10. Uh, so I was 10, I think it was. Did you was. start when you were 10? Uh, yeah, I was too so young. I didn't even I was, know that. Yeah, I was. Because yeah. that's not young, I was 10 and a half, actually. Yeah, some start a lot younger, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I started a lot you younger. You had to be 12. So I got banned when I was 11. Great And then I started again when I was 12. So, ah, yeah, right. so I started underage. But 12 was as young as you could be then. So, well. so that's where it sort of all, all sort of started. So there was always that darker side to me very early on. <laughs> I would do anything, anything to race. Uh, but, yeah, that was down to my father. And, of course, it's, it's in an era that how it happened was my uncles raced at the same track in Tilbury. Uh, just by the docks and I had my birth certificate but we never took the birth certificate because obviously it was not um, telling me or telling them it was telling them your the actual age, age rather than the age what, you yes, wanted exactly. to be <laughs> so they kept asking my father can we have the birth certificate he said well ah yes it's in the car yeah sorry I'll bring it over a little <laughs> bit later on so kept on doing that so basically my, my uncles who raced at the same time we actually my father forged the signatures that they had collected and then put it onto my <laughs> onto my race <laughs> license genius so yeah, that's genius. how that's how we did of course t- today you couldn't do that it'd be impossible to do i would imagine yeah. so yeah so it was just a different type of karting yeah is where it all all starts isn't mm. it really for yeah for everybody more we do less. hear we had um a carter on and we do hear some stories about karting even now where some people have like dodgy engines and karting uh, really? can be really no. dodgy. <laughs> yeah, but how dodgy was it back when you were karting do you remember anything? well i do remember there was the paris bursey race that sort of Ayrton went and Alan went. Have you ever heard of the Bursi kart thing? It was at the end of the year. I know the in, drivers, in but not the actual uh, Yes, the event. So it was just a sort of end of the year. And it was Philippe Streff. It was done for Philippe Streff because he had a big crash in, in, uh, in Brazil, in Rio. Uh, broke his neck, was a quadriplegic. So it was all ways of generating some some money for him. So as I said, Ayrton went, Alan went, Damon Hill went, Michael Schumacher went a little little bit later. But there was one guy who turned up with his own engines and his own sprockets okay. to try and get an advantage. Now, who do you think that could have been? You. No. <laughs> <laughs> no Billy. No idea then. Huh? His son is racing. What, current F1? Yeah. Right at the front. Oh, God. Right oh, at the front. Matt, uh, Joss. Joss Verstappen. <laughs> it was Joss. Yeah. Yeah. A classic Joss Verstappen. That's a way so he cleaned he up. Well, it, no, he didn't. No, he didn't even clean up. No, exactly. But he would have done anything to cheat and to try and win. That's, wow. That was Yoss. So yeah. Calling out the big and he sort of changed. Ten minutes in, fella. I'm going to have a sip of my drink. Good sip. Thanks for coming. So yeah, there you go. That's uh, that, that was Yoss. Yoss oh. in the Yoss in his. 
Carting days. I what? suppose your your story was fairly the same, Billy. Yeah, yeah. Josh Verstappen was cheating when yeah. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I started a lot younger than Johnny. Actually, I started when yeah. I was six. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Boy, I was that six slow. years old. Yeah, six years old. My that dad always... bought me that go kart when I was two. And you're not meant to drive it until like you're seven or eight. Yeah. And the guy he bought it off, I remember he was tells me the story. He went like, basically he was putting it in the back of the van. He said, "Oh, who's it for?" He said, "Oh, it's for my son. He's in the front of the, the van." So the guy's like pushing this cart towards the van, looks in, and then has to do like a bit of a double take. Like <laughs> he can't drive that. They have to be like seven, eight years old. So my dad was fairly keen to to get me behind the wheel because he raced when he was younger as well. Right. And uh, yeah, he got me into it. And when I started, when I was six started at a track near me in Croydon. And it was basically a circle with a little chicane in it. And my dad used to run around the track in front of me and he's not exactly Mo Farah. So <laughs> you know, I was like crawling around in this go-kart and it just kind of spiraled from there really. Yeah, British champion by the age of 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know my stats and facts. Cool. Yeah, he's been reading all morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I have, I have done my research and I've, I've watched so much of both of you. And the one thing I've, watch that is just incredible is the documentary on you that is um especially surrounding the comic relief stuff it's yeah. unbelievable mm. and i wanted to make sure i got it across on the pod that like it's unbelievably inspirational like, i appreciate that i think it's incredible would love to speak about the comic relief thing especially like i wasn't going to say nothing but i came in the living room last night he was crying <laughs> he was crying <laughs> sorry for genuinely yeah. i was no, like it's good i was amazed because it one of them and you get the water and flick it out <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> no it's, it's incredible man like 140 miles of comic relief and you were saying how that's like a challenge you, you wanted to put yourself through mm. and you wanted to prove to yourself you could do it or whatever hmm. but how do you feel now after doing that do you feel like you want to do something else yeah, definitely. I think that it definitely, I've always been competitive and I think that comes through my mm. racing side of things. And then, you know, when I did the Comet Relief Challenge, it was just after COVID and I just sort of like lost a lot of sponsorship during that period and went from racing after my accident for two years on the trot to not having a seat for the year. And I was kind of sat at home. I don't know, like probably like a lot of people and I knew I wasn't going to be racing. And my whole fitness routine revolved around being fit enough to drive a racing car. I didn't, do fitness because I like doing, you know, going to the gym. Yeah. It was purely just to make sure I was fit enough so I could drive the car and not be at disadvantage. So as soon as it was like, you're not going to be racing this year, like you haven't got any money, it was like, right, just sat at home in COVID, eating what I want, getting in horrendous shape. I was in bad <laughs> nick. And then one day I like, looked in the mirror, I was like, Bill, you need to sort yourself out, mate. You need to, you know. So I got started getting back into the fitness, like, aside from racing. And by the time I kind of got to the end of lockdown, I was probably in better shape than when I raced. So it kind of worked in a weird kind of way. Wow. Uh, and then Comic Relief got in touch with, with me actually and said, you know, we'd like to maybe see if we could do something together. And they basically threw this idea of a sort of Ironman, you know, challenge uh, to me. And I was like, Mm, seems a bit far-fetched to be honest don't think I'll be able to do that boys <laughs> but equally at the same time I went and spoke to my trainer afterwards and he was like if probably this is the best time to go and try and do something like that because I didn't have like I say I had no racing commitment so yeah. was, I had, all of a sudden I had loads of free time so that's when I was like right yeah let's do it three million raised as well yeah it's pretty unbelievable. It blew Huge. my mind that's for sure yeah, yeah I, I wasn't, didn't know really what to expect with that sort of thing but yeah and I was pleasantly surprised put it that way yeah it's unreal yeah and it would set you up for like another challenge like that is there is there something else you look at or something you're planning on yeah there's there's a couple things in the pipeline yeah there's, i don't know it's, it's it's kind of hard to say exactly what i think i could do but i'd like to do something like when i did comic relief before it was just i just had to get it done if you know what i mean it yeah was, yeah there was no time restrictions but i like going against the clock so maybe put a record onto something like that and and yeah, that would probably be my ideal sort of next target with that sort of thing. I'm real. What about you, Johnny? You, you doing any triathlons anytime soon? Or? Uh, well, short ones. Yeah. Short ones. <laughs> How short are we talking? 10 metres? <laughs> <laughs> Get a bath, have a little swim up. And I could run around, well, I can't even run around, I could hop around a swimming pool, uh. fall into the swimming pool, do a length or two, <laughs> uh, and then I'll oh, do a bit of a bike ride. I suppose bike ride. I do a bit of a bike ride. I don't know if that's in the right order, but <laughs> it's not in the right order. It's a swim to start with, then the bike, isn't it, or the run? Anyway, uh, no. no, yeah, no, same it's, as me. It's not so for me. Not for I haven't me. got any excuse. I, I really should do more exercise, but mm. we don't. So we're always just so busy, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were chatting earlier about um, Miami. 
the race that just yeah. happened. And there was a bit of mixed reviews between you two. I was, you know, Billy was sort of a bit apprehensive of uh, talking about it. But yeah. what do you what did you think of the whole or the whole not the, just the race in general, but the bit leading up to it and everything else around it? I'm I'm not gonna not gonna lie. The the whole build up to the race, the whole um, you know the driver entrances. I just found myself being sat at home thinking it devalued the racing element and sort of bigged up the spectacle element too much. Like it was a bit overhyped. Mm. So I was just kind of sat at home thinking, can we just like get these boys out of here so they can get in the cars and do what mm -hmm. I want to watch them do, like what they're good at. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of my take on it. But you had a, you had a slightly different one, didn't a you? A slightly different take, yes. Uh, you were talking a load of nonsense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Again, kind as ever, I, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind them doing that type of thing as it as it presenting the drivers because i think the main thing for me is a lot of people don't see the faces of the drivers and that's an opportunity for that to happen and i think for the show as a whole i think it's a positive thing to use the drivers that's what everybody there goes to see effectively and get those drivers faces on the screen around the circuit and around the world at the, at the same time and i know there was a little bit of negativity from the drivers because they were trying to get into their little zone mm. before the race but they would have got into the zone after it had all finished anyway mm. you know they're they're sportsmen and they can switch things on and off so so quickly um so from a show point of view i think it's it's a positive thing because i think we've got this sort of boom going on at the present time and i think the way the world is in sports anyway i think having that ability to see the drivers, the, the people that you get wowed with when you're watching them on TV, I think, I think is a good thing. Mm. Could it be maybe tweaked slightly? Yes, potentially. But I think as a whole, I, I, I didn't mind it at all. Do you think you would have enjoyed it when you yes, were racing? But the, yeah, is that, that, that where it comes from? Showman, that's what yes. it is. I know that there you was a reason out. why I made an effort. Because I made an effort knowing that when I drove into Silverstone, for example, and I was driving around the circuit and I could see the fans that were there, cheering me, Damon, Michael, whoever it may be, Ayrton, blah, 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 blah. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be doing the job. Yeah. Mm. And it's important that you put something back for them as well. So I was, whenever I went to do a, like an autograph session, I was the one being dragged away at the end of it. I was the last one there because I knew how important that was. And it was mm. giving them a little bit of my time during yeah. that day or that weekend or whatever it may be. And I think that's all, all we saw in, in Miami. It's just a little bit of time to give back to those fans who are sitting in the grandstand watching it on TV. So I don't see what, the, what really the problem is. If you look at it that way, then you can sort of, sort of go, oh, yeah, OK. But of course, if you just sort of say, no, it's just me and my, I've got to get myself in the right frame of mind before the race, of course, I can understand it. Yeah. But you have actually, I think, stepped back and sort of go, no, actually, it's important that I do give something back to those those race fans yeah, I think we'll definitely he's guilt tripped me there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's nailed it with that answer to be honest <laughs> but it is a statement it's a statement coming from you know a driver an ex-driver because I think a lot of people think that you know maybe it's only DTS fans mm. or for instance as lack of better words but the newer fans the newer generation of fans that only really care about that kind of stuff so it's nice to hear it from you that you get down with yeah. it as well and, and you're right it is a, a generational thing as well and I think some older sort of fans don't like it. It's mm. sort of this new razzmatazz, it's sort of this new American, it's American. Mm. And the Amer oh, we don't like the way the Americans do it. But actually, there's a lot of good stuff that they do do as well. So it's little ingredients that only mm. make the whole show better. And if it makes the whole show better, it's only better for the drivers anyway. Mm. So, so I think yeah, as, a, as a whole, it's, as I said before, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, there'll definitely be a lot of older fans that will be watching it as well thinking, thinking it's amazing that they're getting to see more of the drivers. So you can see it from both ways. Again, you can see it from both ways, but things can't just stand still. They can't be like they used to be. Things do evolve and they do change. If you're trying to get a new, younger generation in, well, do something actually will you know, catch their, 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 their eye and they go, yeah, well, oh, I haven't seen it before. Look, that's yeah, uh, yeah. Lewis Hamilton or whatever it may be. Mm. You know, it's it's a thing that I think just it gives a much better um, feeling of being involved with it. And yeah. actually you're there and you can actually see them look into their eyes, for example. Mm. You can't yeah. really normally see them in a cockpit with a halo on it and everything else. You can't see them. So mm. true, isn't it? So yeah. true. So, so it's just a little thing. It's just a little thing and it can be tweaked. 
So, sure. so based off of that question alone, I mean, do you think that F1 now is in a much better place than it was than 10 years ago? I think it's just in a different place. I, don't, it's, I think it's one of the things, was it better then? Is it better now? I, I, I just think it's very, very different. The world is very, very different. When I yeah. started F1, there was no social media. The internet wasn't yeah. invented <laughs> when I started. Just had mobile phones. But the whole, you know, what we're doing here, you know, this, this did not happen. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just didn't exist. But it's a good thing. It's good that you guys do this. It's lovely that we can sit here and chat to you and chat to everybody out there. <laughs> out there. But, it, but it's a whole part of different ingredients you know, what, well, who's going to benefit from, uh, from this? Yes, we will, but Formula One will, and the drivers will, and the teams will. So it's a win-win. How do you both think Formula One over the next five years will change? Is there anything you look at and you're like, oh, well, that's going to happen, or that's going to happen? Because I know it's Ooh. going like 2026, isn't it meant to be shit going pretty electric, like a lot more? Yeah, it's going to be some more rule change com coming up. I mean, you, that stuff just Yeah, you're just a lot happens. more on the inside, you guys, so I wonder whether you know anything. <laughs> What's happening in the next... Uh, yeah, spill some beans, please, boys. Spill some beans. <laughs> we need the exclusives. To be honest, I think, yeah, apart from changing the regulations and stuff like that, it's just going to be, I think, more of what Johnny's already mentioned about, you know, trying to make the whole show better. So I think that will be just... They'll be plugging lots of stuff like that and... Like the stuff like the driver intros will probably get fine-tuned a bit and stuff oh. like that. But I can't really see... Or maybe it's because, you know, I don't want it to change, but I'm kind of in my head, I'm like, oh, I can't change too much more than they've already changed it. It feels like they've already done a lot with yeah. Formula 1 in the last few years. So it feels like if they carried on, eventually they're going to get to a point where it's unrecognisable in a lot of ways from the sport that a lot of people enjoyed before. Mm. But I think it will just be little fine-tuning things to what they've already got, to be honest. I can't mm. see them doing anything drastic. No, no, I think from, 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 the, from the show point of view, no. I think that from the rules, of course, 2026, there's new fuels sort of coming on board as well. I think there will be the maybe electric side you mentioned. Oh, maybe a couple of other teams. Maybe well. a couple that, of other teams. Yeah. That's, that's the only be great. other thing. That would be brilliant to see more cars on We've the grid. We've had a talk you know? about that before, haven't yeah. we? About yeah. a few more cars on the grid. Do you think that's what grid. it needs? Like two more teams or something? I think, uh, yeah, a couple more teams on the grid. And I think you wouldn't really want any more than that, to be honest. No. Mm. You know, I when I, when I started, there were 39 cars. Wow. 39 cars? There was a pre -qual I think it was 30, 40 or 39. I think it's 39, I think. There was a pre-qualifying that was done 6 o'clock in the morning on Friday. And then, I can't remember if it was like six of those got through, eight, eight or six got through to then the sort of free practice. And then in qualifying, of course, it was 26 cars okay. who got wow. through. So there was a pre -quest. Now, some of the teams, I have to say, were shocking. <laughs> <laughs> were shocking. There was one, and I can't remember if it was the life team. Or it was another yeah. team. Went, it flew itself all the way to Australia. Brand new team. It started the engine up, and that was it. Well, that was it. It never went out of the garage. <laughs> that, was, that was it. So there was some really poor stuff. So it was good to get rid of all that horrible sort of silliness because it was, you know, it was, it was, it was crazy that you had these teams that were just so, so bad. You know, now we've got a whole grid of damn good cars and mm. good teams and good drivers and everything else. So adding to it... Yeah, a couple more of those. Yeah, it's a bit like the Andretti thing. And there was all mm. this thing about, no, we don't need them. They're not going to add... I remember the team said they're not going to add anything to Formula 1. They go, no, it could add a lot. One, it's American. Secondly, it's the Cadillac, which obviously is, is, is an important brand anyway. And it will only make the whole grid better mm. for it. And it gives another two drivers a, a chance as well to actually mm. be on the grid as well yeah that's the thing isn't it with yeah. only having 20 cars on the grid it's so hard to even break into to formula one you've only got to look at like someone like nick devries who's got into f1 this year but yeah. he won f2 a few years ago and there was no no seat for him in formula one mm. it's like when in the championship and not getting promoted to the premier league in football it just doesn't really make sense because there's not enough seats on the mm. grid really yeah. so i think a couple more teams yeah, would give a so. few more young boys an opportunity and i think it would add nice. to the whole, again we're talking about sort of the whole thing and the whole profile of it well it would add yeah add to the whole thing anyway so, it's interesting yeah. to hear you say about nick because i was speaking to some other drivers about him mm. and from what i've heard all of the drivers and people that know him from karting 
genuinely can't believe that he's not performing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people have said that he's I'm like very, very say. good, and it's not coming. No, across. I'm yeah. surprised. It's just not. It's just not happening, is it? Is it and, the it's, car? and it's the mistakes that are coming in all I the think, time. I think I think that's well. coming from probably his own frustration, isn't it? Because it is. I think Fuck. realistically, when that driver pairing got announced, because I've raced Yuki Tsunoda, I raced him when I was in Formula Three after my accident. And he's a good driver, but we saw Pierre have the upper hand on Yuki. Yeah. And now you think when Nick DeVries came into the team, I thought, okay, Nick's going to probably step into where Pierre mm. was and yeah. probably have the slight edge on Yuki, but it's not been like that Especially whatsoever. after he stepped in for that one race last yes, year. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It was like, exactly. wow. Yeah, back in Monaco. Yeah, wow. absolutely cool. because it. of that, that's why he's, he's in the cockpit now. Yeah. Yeah, but that is literally it, isn't it? It's just not happening at all, mm. which is, I, I, I get confused sometimes why it doesn't. Now, is it just because he's moved up to the big league and the expectations and the pressure is something that obviously he can't quite can't control I don't know because it's the only yeah, thing I do if you don't talent well he's proven the talent one mm. Formula 2 one Formula E yeah. you know he's won a lot yeah, of big championships he's won a lot of big championships so I think over the crossover should be simple Formula E I have heard is very because we do some stuff with the Formula E guys as well and it is very different to Formula One sure. yeah, in terms sure. of like the conditioning of your body. They don't have trackside physios, no, from sure. what I hear. They just they train when they're at home. So yeah, I think yeah. it's a lot less taxing on the body. And I guess there's something to be said for like the longevity of a season. You know, maybe he could just go out there and smash that first race that he done. But to be able to like be consistent throughout the year, I guess it's a lot harder. Yeah, but it hasn't happened so far, has it? Mm. And that's the problem because yeah. it's so the could done maybe two races. But it's not. It's just a continual. Yeah. Well, Nick. I saw Nick over the winter before he started in F1. He his pre-season looked intense from a training point of view. Really? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he's sure. got um, Pierre Gasly's mm -hmm. old trainer mm. still. So you know, mm -hmm. Pierre was in wicked shape with yeah. him. So you would have thought, and I was from looking at their stuff on social media that I don't think the fitness side of thing with Nick DeVries is really a problem. Not, not the issue. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't. Yeah, maybe it's pressure. Maybe just the car doesn't suit him because that can generally so be. It can be. I can, think if you've got helmet happen. mark. Like, yeah, well, that's lingering what over you, saying you've got three races. Well, you know what I mean? There's that rumour about Daniels had a seat fitting as well. So, all that, yeah, it's something. It's I mean, is that all rumours? Or, or what? I mean, well, it's a funny thing to go and make a seat. That <laughs> yeah. is, yeah. yeah. If you're, if you're, yeah. it does seem a little bit sort of fitted mm. up for a seat in a Formula One car, yeah, there's a hint there, isn't there? Yes, yes. But then I struggle to understand that because if Daniel did take an Alfa Tauri seat, he had, I'm pretty sure he was offered better seats before he went to go to Red Bull as a reserve than Alfa Tauri. So Maybe he just wanted a break, though. I feel like if it's Daniel Ricciardo, yeah, yeah. he was under it properly because Lando absolutely smashed him last mm. year. Mm. So yeah. maybe he just needed a bit of a reset from the world of Formula One. And being mm. that reserve driver at Red Bull for a few races, maybe he sat there going, oh, actually, it's gave him that sort of boost of energy to go, I need to be back driving again. Yeah. It's interesting hearing you talk about these drivers because I know you know them all and you've raced <laughs> them. But like, out of, in your opinion, both of your opinions, if, if the whole grid was in the exact same car... <laughs> Who so would be the quickest three? <laughs> like, who do you question. think would be the quickest three? For me, I'll go. go I would say it would go Lewis, Charles, and Max as a three. Where's Alonso? Not there. You're Not Alonso, there, no. yeah. Boy, yeah. I think he, yeah. he's very quick, but for me, I think Charles shows he's very quick over one lap because he can pull it out a Ferrari that's slower than a. Red I heard car. someone say it's. You know, Esteban Ocon said you put everyone in the same car and it's two tenths between all of them. See, it's hard to say that. I don't quite believe that because no, you I see don't. the difference between two guys in the same car and sometimes it's much more than that. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you, I would you only have to I'd look at six, seven temps. and Gasly when they got that opportunity. Didn't happen, did it? Yeah, they were, they were, they were blown, off. blown away. Yeah, by blown in the same car. Yeah, that's true. So there, so it's going to be more than more than two tenths. I'd say six, seven tenths, I reckon, across yeah, the I, whole I field. I would probably say there or thereabouts. In the yeah. same car, from, mm. yeah, top which is still to, a lot closer than it is yeah. in the, what yeah. they've got now. But yeah, yeah. and and I think top your three? question, top three. Now, as we're we terrible are today. predictions, by no, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we we do this on our podcast. <laughs> 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 we're brilliant <laughs> we're great just unlucky All right. <laughs> you go first I'm going to do it purely on what we have today and I'm going to go Max okay and I'm probably then going to go I would George okay now third is always and I agree with you with Charles he's blisteringly quick on, on the one lap but it's the rest of it where yeah. at the moment it's still a bit because I'm trying to do it the complete Package. Yeah, yeah. Complete package. Mm. The complete package. 
third. Don't look at me, mate. Come I know. On, you said that you're amazing at these predictions. Well, I'm going to probably <laughs> at this at this present time. Once again, I'm going to throw Fernando there. Yeah. For that, that I get down with that. Next, yeah. Fernando George. Okay. No, Lewis Hamilton. That's questionable. I that guess is it, questionable. It's a, I, that I, is a hard question. He's <laughs> achieved what he's achieved, and he's achieved some brilliant stuff, as we know. Seven world championships. Yeah. Should have been eight, but it's seven. Um, so you're saying but he's things, passed it but then, things aren't move up. It happens. <laughs> That's what you're saying. It happens. And I It does happen, and there is a new changing of the guard. There is a, there is the max. We know what Max is yeah. able to do. Yeah. Now we see what George is able to do. Mr. Saturday is turning into Mr. Saturday and Mr. Sunday as well because he's sort of effectively, isn't he, outpacing Lewis. Mm. You know, Lewis is, you know, said he's not comfortable and everything else, but he's still being out, outpaced by his team. And it happens. It's happened to the best, best in the world mm. of Formula One where they just sort of get to a, you know, the top of your game where you can't get any higher. Yeah. And even if you stop at the plateau, the next generation come in and it's happened for decades they're better than the last, more complete than the last, mm. yeah. mentally stronger than the last. And I think that is what we're seeing from Max and George, for example. I really like George. I was teammates with him in Carton, but I can't, don't think I can put him in there above Lewis. Not okay. on, the, on their day, in the same equipment, I still think Lewis, if he's it's, firing I, at all I'm cylinders... I'm not saying he's rubbish. I'm not saying he's mm. finished. Well, well, he's right. not finished. Okay. He's not finished. But I think there is just this, yeah. at this present time, and George is proving... But he's 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 he has. He, yeah. he really has, yeah. Has. I'm saying Max, I think that's a no brainer. Yeah. Lewis. It's the third one, isn't it? That's the typical one. There's Charles, Alonso. George. What Lando? George. Yeah, Lando, yeah. Lando. You can't put George third because he's faster than Lewis at the moment. Well why? They could be second and third, they could be first yeah, and second. You can't put him behind. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what I can and can't do, mate. Get bossy with this. <laughs> Lift the lid, vodka. <laughs> Lift the lid. <laughs> <laughs> Get fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Actually, yeah, for that, yeah, George is going in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Max, George, Lewis. Oh, okay. Two okay. Brits, come on. Okay, not bad, not bad. What about you, Fab? Alonso top? Yeah, Alonso top for me. I I actually do think Lando's quick. I do. Lando's yes. worth a mention. Yes, I, definitely I'll give so. you that. I know we haven't put him in our top three, yeah. but, yes. you know. Oh, really? And, uh, I mean, I only say that because we went karting with him, and uh, I... I had to wait a whole lap for him to come catch me up because I was so far behind. <laughs> so, I just, so I was trying along. I thought, we've got, we've, just wanted to raise we've got so one lap left. If I don't track. go at least side by side of him for half a second, then yes. I've missed my a opportunity. Did you fire yeah. him off? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, well, it was me, it was me Lando, uh, Clem, Clem Novlak, yeah. yeah. and maybe James uh, James Harvey Blair as well. Yeah. In, uh, Are we four abreast? Uh, yeah, no, it, <laughs> was, it was. It really was. And for a moment, it was like a surreal moment. I thought, fuck, this is crazy. Yeah. Did you look across and go, oh, that's Lando Norris and then miss your breaking point? Yeah. 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 Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Oh, but you do, you know, you watch it on TV and you don't really, you just think, ah, they're pros, whatever. But until you're actually on track, and I know it was only go-karting, but you you realise how quick they are. Yeah. How quick you boys are. I mean, you, do you know what well, I mean? Yeah, that was, that's only go-karting, too, yeah. but you, you're on your latest pod, you were talking about Brad Pitt in the F2 car, right? Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, how on earth do you think he's going to find that? Like, how easy would it be to step into like a car like that and just learn it for a movie? Well, one thing I don't know, and we did, this is what we sort of discussed, I don't really know if he's a bit of a petrol head or not. Mm. If he was a petrol head, I think he'd find it a lot easier. If he's not a petrol head... If he's never done be, anything on track never done anything before, like that. he's yes. in for a rude awakening. A, a very, very <laughs> it's going to be yeah. it's gonna carnage. Be rather fast. It's all going to be happening so damn quick. Yeah. Mm. And his brain is just not going to be up to speed. You give him probably a couple of days and he'll speed up to it. Yeah. But I don't know if there is sort of a background with him. I don't think there is. I know. No, know I don't know. Tom Cruise, no. there is. It's exactly. He's done and it. That He's is done where it he was able Apparently to he was jump quite in. Impressive yeah. for a, like a complete yes. newbie because yeah. um, yeah. I worked with uh, David Coulthard on Channel Four stuff, and he right. was there that day that Tom jumped yeah, in. That's right. um, I think it was a Red Bull car, and he said that. It when was, was that? Was that recently? No, it was no, a few was years ago. Now maybe 2013, yeah, 14, something like that. Yeah. But he said that he was really good at like just basically taking on information and then like going out and actually doing what yeah. he was told, sort of thing what, that would make him faster. Because yeah. yeah. he likes bikes and carts. His brain yeah, is sort yeah, of yeah. nuts because he does all those. He does math. Yeah, well, there you go. You know what yeah. I mean? You've got to have a little yeah. bit of a screw loose, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Brad's quite cool. So he's going to get in it and sort of be, yeah, very relaxed. And maybe that's where it'd be 
coming out with his eyes on stalks. He won't yeah. be quite switched on <laughs> enough, yeah. Yeah. I get that. It'd be interesting to see. It'd be interesting to see. Mm. But I would think it's going to be difficult. They do the F4 day at Silverstone, don't we? Yeah, that's what we, we want to do. About. We want to give it a go. Yeah? yeah? You can get in some F4 cars, Have you yeah. any track stuff? You Never. Boys? Oh, well, actually, you've done a little bit. Yes. You've done a little bit. We went to, um, we got invited by BMW to go to this track day at Brands Hatch. Yeah. Nice. And it was full of actual, like, pe- like older guys that loved racing. Like, they all did racing on the weekends or whatever. I have never Proper driven man's another car. Proper man's man. Like, yeah, lovely motors. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> Jake. Yeah, I've only ever driven my car, and I'm driving, like, these, an electric BMW and another BMW around the track and that. And it was time trials. And I fucking won. No. I actually won. And I never <laughs> drove another car anywhere. And it was all that, that practice on the sim you've been doing. That's what it is. He's alluded to it. They're all old. They're all old. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. I've alluded to it, it already. I won myself a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would love to get out and do a track there at some point, though. Yeah. Cool, be down. Be, definitely. We want, to, be we want to eventually try and make the leaderboard actually, well... On a track. On track. Mm. But that costs money. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a lot cheaper to do it here. It's funny, actually, what we were chatting about, you know, put everyone in the same car, because that's, you know, essentially what we're doing on a smaller scale here is all these people, and they're not all drivers. Uh, Mikey Brown, engineer for... I was just Aston thinking more me and you being on there. <laughs> yeah, as well. But it is quite How cool to see that. How many you boys do to get them times down? Hundreds. Hundreds. <laughs> hundreds. Thousands. Thousands. You're, not you're really a couple of seconds off. That's pretty impressive. That's not bad. The, the truth was, we, we got this board literally like a couple of hours before Oscar come to the flat. We had Oscar come in and he was the first person to ever set a time. Oh, we had to set. We had to set mm. ours first. So we had like 10 minutes yeah, to we had three laps do a I'm not buying that. You had well, 10 minutes between you. Well, he said he was first on. Yeah. Well, yeah. the tyres are old now. So that's... that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah no one can get there now. <laughs> get some so tyres. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, you said you were racing with uh, Yuki mm-hmm. after your crash. Yeah. How does that work? How... Because it wasn't... It, didn't you get back in a car three months after your crash? Yeah. And it wasn't, an, it wasn't a single-seater, obviously. I no, it wasn't. It was a Fun Cup car, um, VW Beetle Fun Cup car. Mm. And it was uh, with a team called um, uh, Mission Motorsport and Team Brit. So basically, they set up um, a charity for veterans if they had like injuries, if that was like mm. mental or physical, like me, like a WMT, for example. They could basically get involved with the race team, either behind the wheel or learn how to be a mechanic in order to get them back into sort of normal life after having stuff like that. So basically when I had my accident, um, it was about 11 weeks afterwards, they said, do you want to come down to Brands Hatch and have a go in the car? It was all hand control. 11 weeks. Yeah, so it was completely different. I was in hospital for about five. Yeah, so about a month and a half after I came out of hospital. I think I still had... um, so I had like 40 staples still in my left leg. So, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll come down and have a go. <laughs> so that was a brand hatch. I literally jumped in, never driven this car before. So it's all hand controls. Um, so I remember the first sort of two or three laps driving out of the pits, trying to figure, yeah, that's the throttle brake. Oh, I've missed mm. a gear and all that. It was all like completely different because since I was six, I've been just driving the normal way. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it took me about five laps of being pretty nervous and fearful and thinking, what's going on here, Bill? You don't know what you're doing on a racetrack. That feels like weird because that's normally where I'm like comfortable and in my zone. Yeah. Um, and then I got back into the swing of it and got my license back on that day, my race license, which was cool. You got an amazing that's family nice. as well. Yeah. But that's yeah, one thing I've really took in from all of this. Like your mum and dad are great and the support you've had the whole time. And I, I wonder, do you still share that passion with your dad for racing now? Like, do you still talk about the racing and talk about things? Yeah, that always we're watching the Formula One. Like, even if, like, obviously I work in Formula One now, but if I'm not working, we'll always sit down on a Sunday and watch the Grand Prix together. Yeah. That's just like been our thing. When, when I was younger, when I started properly go-karting, where I'd be away like three weekends a month, you know, my mum would, so on a Thursday night, she'd have all the meals prepped to, for us to go away in the camper van. And it was like, that's how we did it. We stayed at the tracks in a camper van, barbecues in the evening, you know, scooters and bikes with like my pals. So it was like, I'd, I'd say it was a really cool childhood. And, and that yeah, it was amazing. like going on a mini holiday every weekend yeah. with your dad. And he was passionate about it. I loved doing it. So it was, it was, yeah, really good memories to be fair. Yeah, and I love your mum saying that she'd have a glass of wine after every race as soon as it was over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's she's great. Classic, <laughs> classic yeah. mum. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think no, they are a great family. Yeah, absolutely. sister as well. 
<clears throat> yeah, Bond's yeah. not too bad Bond, either. Yeah, really good. And also yeah. what you were saying in the doc, though, you were talking about how <clears throat> F4 felt like a bit of a limit for you guys. <clears throat> as like, because we know what it's like, some of the people we have on the pod, and like, we know how much money is in this sport now. Yeah. People are coming from like families of like 500 million pounds. Yeah. It's impossible to compete with half the time. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's just crazy for us to even understand this world, really. Yeah, the motorsport, the numbers that are chucked around in racing are just different to any other sort of realm of life. Yeah, like any much. other sport, mm. it's hard to replicate how much money you would need to get to the, the top. You know, my dad put it into context for me when I was like nine or ten and I was sort of, you know, everyone was turning up in big fancy trucks and had like four or five engines and he was like, if we did any other sport, if you did football, I'd buy you a new pair of football boots and a football for every time you went and kicked a ball and it would still be cheaper than yeah, what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just sat there like, absolutely. yeah, okay, like it doesn't, it just doesn't relate in the, from a money point of view to any other sport. Yeah. But that's just kind of, it's always been like that really. It's just one of those sports that we got into and just wanted to kind of chase that dream regardless. Yeah. Do you but, think that could change? Do you think it could be more available to people who don't have a, you know? I mean, well, there were, there were still drivers now that didn't come from money. Well, Lewis, Lewis, yeah. Lewis didn't. But so yeah. is Esteban Ocon. He didn't come from yeah. money at all. Yeah. So it still shows that talent can go, can get through. Yeah. Um, and then there's always this thing about pay drivers. Yeah. Come, but there's always been pay drivers. Nicky Lauda was a pay driver. Mika Hakkinen was a pay driver. Michael Schumacher, Ralph Schumacher, they were pay drivers mm. when they first came in. So it's not new. And I... I'm not sure it will ever disappear because there's always a team somewhere that will probably need that support. Mm, yeah. If they need that, so if you take that away, then they're going to die off as well because they can't, they can't afford it either. So, I think there's so more... it, it mixes it. Talent will always yeah, there's shine. More, yeah. I think there's always more shine. series like Lower Down which are starting to give people opportunity. Yeah. Like you did have the last couple of years, W Series, which was kind of, you know, doing stuff for getting girls into and women into racing you know mm. they were giving them opportunities with you know free seats to go and prove what they can do so it seems like there's a few more like initiatives like that that you know <clears> give people a chance but again even with that it's just still in general it's expensive so mm. but like johnny said equally if you're if you're good from a young age and you can prove how good you are that there can be people out there that will take that gamble You'll get on discovered you. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it just gets harder yeah. that's yeah. all it is yeah. when, I, when i was sort of coming through there wasn't a Red Bull type of game. It wasn't a Ferrari. Yeah. It wasn't a, there was none of that. There wasn't any scouting as such going on. But as time has gone on, it's given, especially like through the Red Bull program. How many drivers have gone through that? Yeah. So there are a lot of drivers that have gone through that. Some have, some have done very well. Some have got dropped very early on. Mm -hmm. But that's part and parcel of, of life and motorsport, I suppose. You know, they're, they're not all <coughs> going to be Max Verstappen's yeah. or Lewis Hamilton's. They, they just course, can't, yeah. It can't happen like that. So, there are, in some ways, more opportunities because they do get picked up by, by the teams in, in, the, in their younger, younger days, even karting. And it started, started happening as well. So the big issue still is the cost of mm. the whole thing. If you don't get picked up. That's the one thing that's probably going up as well. You know, mm. from, imagine from when Johnny did sort of the equivalent of Formula 3, the cost that would have been attached then to It was 150,000, that's what it, which it cost. Which now you're talking Eddie millions, you well, know what I mean? Yeah. Formula 3 million is plus. what, 800, 900? Probably more. There you go. F2 is what, 2.5? Yeah. What's F4? Is F4 now? 50,000. 150,000. I'd say F4 maybe like 400, 500 maybe. That's like a dream for us. Not for us to race. We want to like get someone in a seat somehow. Yeah. And it'd be like a pit stop. Thing, but I don't know how no. we're gonna do it. I don't know how we're gonna do it. Dream big, bro. That's what we do. Get the ballot club. Yeah, that used to be easy. That used to be easy. Yeah, it's not easy anymore. Even that's hard. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. cool talking about W Series because now you know, obviously that's disappeared now. But we've got you know F1 Academy yeah. coming up. What's your thoughts on that? Again, I, I was obviously involved in W Series. Did some of the commentary and stuff like that, and it was a good like I say, good championship, good initiative to get, you know, women into racing. And it seems like F1 have sort of grabbed off the back of W Series mm -hmm. and have d d are doing their own thing now. So mm. I think obviously this year it feels a little bit maybe slightly distant because it's not on the Formula yeah, 1 weekends. Yeah. But we already know that down the line that's going to be a reality. They'll be back on the Formula 1 weekends again. But is, still... Is that true? Is it that Yeah, happen, I think then? it's just inevitable that they'll be back on yeah, the Formula definitely. 1 weekends mm. sooner rather than later. I think yeah. first year of the championship, they just wanted to basically get it up and running yeah but 
I think it's a good thing. Mm. Yeah, no, it is a good thing. You know, again, I don't see yet someone that they can pick and give an F1 seat. Not yet. It's going to take a little bit of time for the whole thing to happen to find the right female who's got all the ingredients that you need. So, but it, mm. it the help is there now. It was it was yeah. much more difficult before, but uh, I think it's a good thing for sure. So, but it it, it would still be. A little bit of time before we get the whole package. I yeah, mm. yeah, it's just tough, isn't it? It's that motorsport is, has been a male-dominated sport for so long that you're not going to just start something like that up and find no. someone who ticks no, all the boxes. Not. It's going to be, you know, maybe a couple, you know, decades down the line, or maybe not that much. Maybe yeah. one decade down the line, sure. six, seven years, yeah. and then someone will, will come and tick all those boxes. But mm. I think for the time being, it's, at least it's, it's happening. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the thing. There probably is someone out there who is completely ready for it, but doesn't even know. Absolutely. They, they no, don't sure. even know yeah. it yet. No, 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 but for the sure. fact that F1 Academy is now out there, you know, it's now more available to them. They will do it, whereas maybe before they wouldn't have. Yeah. No, that's for sure. And again, it would just give them that sort of start support mechanism yeah. that sort of wasn't there before. But of course, there's always going to be a point whenever they do sort of pick their pool of drivers that they have that they have to go against the best. In F2, yeah. for example. And maybe F2, F3, but probably the into, F, into F2. And then that's where you're, you're either shine or not. But that goes both, both mm. sides. Mm. So would it be F1 Academy into F1 straight away? Would they have to go through the F3? You'd, you'd have to, to me, you'd have to go through that sort of... Yeah, yeah I think so. that's you the way they've got it mapped out, is that F1 in. Academy yeah. then yeah. puts you into F3 yeah. right. if you do well in that's that, right. which then, then you can prove yourself yeah. F2. Mm. So yeah. I think it's almost like an, an F4 sort of level championship. I mean, I think it's an F4 car yeah. as such. Yeah. So in terms of the speed, so that's what it is. It's sort of F4, but, you know, giving those women opportunity then the girls as well and letting them crack on and then yeah. prove it in F3 and F2 as well if they can. Yeah. Mm. You said you're going to 11 races this year. Yeah. Monaco's your next one. You're in Monaco as well. Yeah. What <clears> is, um, so what are you doing now? Like sure. away from the pod then everything. What keeps you busy? Because you were Sky. Yes, I was very true. So what would you uh, work on now? So not, not do very much, much, much of that anymore. Uh, it's sort of, it's just there's other, it's like anything. There's a, there are other things outside the bubble of, of TV, that come up in ways that you've never really gave it any thought. So it's just different ingredients with, I've got a friend and Formula E. There may be something sort of will come up with the Formula E, for example. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to Monaco and Silverstone, probably Vegas and a few other races where I'll be doing just sort of uh, hospitality type sort of chats and talks and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So there are still things that are still important for me and enjoyable uh, from that point of view. I, I miss the TV bit. I don't miss the TV bit. Mm -hmm. I've moved on from that from that but uh, I think it's almost better what you do now because you've got a great personality and like you speak well about things but yeah. right now you have the show together yeah. which gives you a platform to talk about things like well without limit basically you can, yes, talk, yeah. exactly. you can say what you well, want well that's where Lift the Lid's been great for us yeah. because we can have just have a discussion about it we wanted to do something where it was yeah. like the chats I would have my, my mates um, on a Monday night yeah. sort of you know after a race weekend I'd fly back on a Monday and go and see my mates down at like the local pub and <clears> if they wanted to ask me about F1 and just have a chat that's yeah. kind of what we wanted to yeah. make lift the lid like it was like a little debrief from the weekend of what went yeah. on yeah. Yeah, yeah. and kind of yeah hopefully give something of value yeah. to people listening yeah and not be sort of scared to be careful what you say when you're sort of just an honest debrief because yeah. it's just an honest yeah, like pub chat's the best. I think yeah. that pub chat yeah. is, is, is beautiful because I think everyone does it. Um, yeah. But yeah. you don't really see that format on TV. Mm -hmm. So it must be refreshing for you boys, and especially you, Johnny, for yeah. to, to feel like you've maybe got less rules on sort of what you can say or how you say it, in a way. Well, I think you've always, I always found sometimes you have to sort of tread a little bit careful because if you're sort of very outspoken, of course, someone will always get upset. But if it's the truth... You know, they can't really sort of say, well, you shouldn't say that mm. uh, because of X, Y and Z. You sort of go, no, well, that's what the truth is. You know, there was all that shenanigans with, with Ted Gravitz and Max mm. just because Ted had sort of said Lewis was robbed and he got all upset and you go, well, he did. You did nothing wrong, Max. Yeah. Uh, but he's still getting upset about things like that. And then he didn't want to talk to talk to Sky for that. And you sort of go, well, that's that's ridiculous. You can't control th a truth. 
just a truth that you know was being spoken. So, so there are certain things. I know the teams can be sensitive if you say something negative about the team, about you know pit stops. You know, I remember you know uh, last year with Ferrari making all the little errors mm-hmm. that they made. But then when you bring them up. They all get a bit upset that you've brought them up. You go, yeah, but that's what happened. I mean, everyone knows. Everyone at it. home knows kind yes. of what's happened. Yeah, right? it's, it, and yeah. It's, there were occasions, and I think I said it once in France last year. It's embarrassing. It was embarrassing, and they didn't like. I used the words embarrass, embarrassing. Right. It was embarrassing. You can't. How else do you sort of go around that situation? They mm. found themselves in not once, twice, three times. It was quite a few times mm. during the season. Um, I think it's hard so it's with TV because when it when you're on the wrong end of it, if, if you're a driver or a team, you feel like the, everyone's against you. Yeah, you yeah. feel like oh, they're all talking about what the mistake I made. I don't want to talk to any of them. They're all like against me. But equally, when they're winning Grand Prix, then they all, they want to talk to you all yeah, the time because yeah, they want to be like oh, yeah, you know, tell way. me how good I am and what a good job I did. So <laughs> it, it goes yeah. both ways. You know yeah. what I mean? And you're yes. never going to please everyone all the no. time because no, someone's not. had a good day, someone's had a bad day, and you've got to kind of speak the truth around that. Yeah, and if you do, you do a race fan, for example, you might say when it was sort of Max and Lewis, you might say, and Lewis did a fantastic job this weekend, you get criticised by the Max fans. Then you'll say, Max did a brilliant job this weekend, winning the race and everything else. So you get criticised from the, the Lewis fans. Mm. If you say, they both did an amazing race today, you can still get criticised from both sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can't. Yeah. You've got Stroll you fans saying, we're <laughs> I know, so it's a difficult one. And it's like when drivers have their comings togethers on track and you sort of have your opinion. Yeah, yeah. And you try and put it in a... I try to sort of put it as I would think I would be thinking in the cockpit and try and explain what happens on the, on the racetrack itself. And in those... The crash they had, uh, Max and Lewis, for example, in Silverstone. And the way the way the rules are written nowadays, or the understanding, is if you're ahead, it's your corner. And I go, no, it's not your corner. If there's a car up your inside into a right-hander, well, I can't turn right because there's a car there. Ah, mm. oh, but he's not ahead. And you go, yes, but you haven't earned the right to have the line because the line is almost being taken away from you now. But then they try and do the rules. That it's, it, it's, it's, I find it completely baffling sometimes that there are all these outside influences that should be nothing to do with what's happening in the cockpit. Were they there when drivers. you were racing? No. Them influences. No. So that's a massive we had change. A, we Johnny would have just a, turned in on someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say there were probably times that, yes, that was my risk. Yeah, but that was my risk. And that was probably then a, a big mistake if I did that. So... But you, but then you also, had to if take that happened, responsibility yourself. But then also, if that happened and you did turn into someone back when you were doing it, you didn't have all the clips on social media going crazy. It might have been like no, a... No, but you dealt with it with yeah. the other driver. You had a, you had a word. A bit of fisticuffs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You saw that with Michael. Bring it back is what I was saying. That's the <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I still feel the drivers should take a lot more responsibility on that stuff. You know, because all I hear always hear on the radio, oh, he pushed me off the circuit, oh, he lent on me and everything. Well, yes, that's what racing's all about. Yeah. But they try and influence the stewards or the race director to make a call. And it's like, if you go around the outside of someone, the, that that road that that's rule, there, well, that road that's racing. there is going to disappear. Yeah. Because if you go around the outside of me, I'm going to make sure that there is no space. Oh, no, you'd be in the wall if you went around the outside yeah, of me, okay. mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighting to work. I can't wait to see you boys in this scene, mate. Should we let the fighting talk? We need two of them so we can actually race each other. Yeah, well, should we crack on with this? Yeah, yeah, we'll do the sim, then we'll sit back down and do a bit more of the pod. But yeah, let's let's get your laps. So you can have some practice laps, and then we'll record you doing three. We'll take the fastest time that you set and that will make well, the that board. would be nice <laughs> <laughs> your slowest time is going let's do it let's do it let's do it okay cool oh. what's it like compared to the sim earlier mate awful I don't like it's going to happen, but if me or you go quicker than Oscar Piastri, does that mean McLaren's going to be on the old, on the blower after we come out of it? Imagine that. I've never seen someone so intensely looking yeah, at the screen before TV's in my life. Go, go, do that! 
He's <laughs> 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 he, he shouldn't need advice from me. He's a full ex Formula One driver. It was a long time ago. I can't remember. A long time ago. <laughs> I reckon. Whoa. Yeah, that doesn't look right, actually. I was thinking of a lot of abuse here, but. Oh, hold on. Wait, oh, hang on. Need a sweat coming off. We haven't got a lap time yet. Yeah, that's your warm up. I oh, know, I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I see, it's God, just. He's adjusted his foot and the whole steering wheel went out of control. Oh, that's not, that's that nice. sounded alright, that actually. Right, that sounded alright. Right. <laughs> Stop cheating. Nice break, nice break. That was good. Yes, yes. Had a bit of a pause there. That's a game face. Wow. No, 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 no. The jokes, the, the jokes have stopped. Right, how do you think you both did? Honest? Yep. If I'm not last and if I'm better than Johnny, I'll be buzzing. Like most of my career, I didn't hook it all up. Same here, same here. <laughs> same excuse. Racing driver I excuses are coming out. I, I'm not feeling too confident. I'd like to think I was in one minute seven territory I think okay. I'd be happy with that if I did a one five eight I'd be happy <laughs> top dog yeah. Johnny's top always going home oh. Oh. oh did you see that no no didn't <laughs> right you're not going to say yes <laughs> right I have two I times here obviously I didn't see it right Billy yes. we'll do your one first oh god that's not good no that is good oh okay Billy you have done the pit stop fastest lap in a one minute seven nice nice one, one, two. Oh! So we're going right here, which is very good because Matt is fucking quick. He uses a sim every day. Every day, there you go. So that yeah. is, that is actually very quick. Good I will job. Take um, that. Johnny. I'm, I'm feeling ill. Um, <laughs> I'm feeling very ill now. <laughs> uh, okay. So, I read everything. John, are you reassessing your where you want to be now? Seeing I've done a 107 one, are you like 1058 yes. still well, achievable? Well, I think when I said the 1058, I just think I got the eight and the five the wrong way. 1085. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll say this. Yes. You haven't beaten Fab. Yes. Mm. It means I'm better than you as well. But have you beaten me? I'm going to base it on that comment. It didn't go quite as well as I was expecting. Johnny, you can't be last, mate. These things don't like me, these things. These things do fight against me. I've got faith in you, Johnny. I reckon you'll be above, Jake. Go on, Johnny, you won the Pitstop Busters lap in a 107. Yes! 996. You're not last. I'm still last. Fuck my life. Well done. Congratulations, boys. Well done, Billy. Well done, Billy. What can I say? Sorry, Johnny, but, you know, top dog over here is now, didn't you? <laughs> You're still the only one who's won the British Grand Prix, Johnny. There is an element of that. There is an element of that. And, uh, Billy, congratulations. For someone Do we get who hasn't got... Handshake? Hasn't got any legs. And I've got two legs with two ankles. You beat me big time. Not bad, eh? For a semi-retired racing driver. I still got it. <sighs> I, don't, I, don't, I, feel, I feel sick. <laughs> that last lap really saved me, guys. I generally oh, think did, yes. the lap before I that. So. I was, yeah, what was it before? I was in Johnny territory, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you were. were. You yeah, were. The last, yeah. lap, the last lap saved you. Damn. Uh, yeah, I'm absolutely gutted about that. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> One day I won't be last, though. I've got to say, it's mad because you, you, know, you were having to move your leg yes. back on the brake. Back yeah, on, this back on. I was, I've got all the excuses lined up already, but yeah, I would never <laughs> drive, in a, I didn't drive in a racing car with that left leg. I actually braked with this leg and then my hand was on a throttle, it was on a paddle behind my steering wheel. Oh, right. So all my controls are different. So that's... I actually offered that to you. I did say we you could did, change you it. You did offer didn't want it. The, didn't want it. the custom pit stop setup, yeah. but yeah, I thought I'd just stick with the conventional for an excuse more yeah. than anything. Yeah. But I didn't need it. The good thing about this result that yeah. we got today, uh, on lift the lid that we did a little bit earlier on, Yeah. I won that one. Well, 1-1. One, 1-1 one. One, one on the Sims. We did a shootout. Right. We did a shootout. Yeah. 
I've, I think I've dominated there, mate. That's eight tenths of a second. <laughs> yes. Earlier it was two tenths, but, so I've just warmed up. I had a radio. You didn't get this. I had a radio communication on my best lap just to say that the engine had lost a bit of turbo pressure. (laughs) (laughs) You see what I have to deal with? (laughs) They did. They did. did. It's true. It's true. Lads, well done. thank you so much for joining us on the show. Pleasure. It's really been mega. Good. That is great. What a great episode. I can't wait to keep listening to your podcast and see what you guys get up to yeah. this year. We'll follow everything. Hopefully see mm. you around. We'd love to go for a round of golf or something. Definitely. We'll Johnny, get the clubs out, mate. Dust them off. I'm not going anywhere near a golf course. I'm not leaving your apartment. <laughs> I'm staying on that until I beat Billy. <laughs> oh. I've got spare room. <laughs> The sofa would be fine. <laughs> Just give him the balcony. Yeah, I'll <laughs> be fine with that. We'll actually drag the whole thing outside. I have my own little room. <laughs> yeah, I've got it's a been a pleasure. Lads, on, a, on a level, and I need to say this about getting a bit emotional, but you know, we've, had, we've been blessed to have the guests that we've had on. Yeah. But to have like, you know, you two in particular sat down here, you're both inspirational. And you know, like I said to you earlier, my dad's been watching you on TV forever and me as a little boy and it's mad to have these two people in the flat so yeah thank you very much for listening to the pit stop podcast and we'll see you guys in the next episode bye, bye.